It is I, your host, Delvin Cox. And joining me on this podcast, and they see I almost said the second name, but I'm not going to say the second name because Dev is not here today. I'll let him tell his story when he comes back. Yep. Best wishes, prayers to Dev. We love him. That's the best way to put it. But joining me on the podcast today is Haley. How you doing? Uh, I've been awake since midnight. That sounds fun. Busy, <laughs> busy, busy day yesterday, but I finally have a winter jacket. The Platinum Princess herself. Yep. Well, let's start with you. Haley, what have you been playing? I, I want to start with you because I have a story on what happened this week to me. So I'll start with you first. I, uh, you know, <laughs> just uh, Cyberpunk, still playing that. Um, you know, the whole refunds thing. Um, it's a complete crap show. <laughs> Game got pulled from the PlayStation Store. Uh, you can get a refund if you want, but I haven't really encountered any game-breaking bugs or anything like that. So I'm going to wait it out. I'm still playing it, having fun with it. Um, you know, I got some issues with it, you know. Uh, I will say this before you go on. Mm-hmm. The notion that people are saying, does this make Cyberpunk an Xbox exclusive is utterly ridiculous. This is not. That's not how you should be reacting to the fact that a game got pulled from the PlayStation Network. But yeah. And, and- and even so, it still would not be an Xbox exclusive because you can go buy the disc copy. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not yeah. like you can't. You can still play the game. Yeah. But continue. Um, the game still receives updates even though it's pulled from the store. All, all it means right now is that if you don't own it digitally on PlayStation, you can't buy it digitally on PlayStation. Um, if you delete the game, you can re-download it as long as you own the license for it. Yes. If you request a refund, because I keep seeing these tweets going around, if you request a refund and it completes, you do not get to keep the game and won't be able to rebuy it. Don't, don't, don't be doing that. Because uh, <laughs> I've seen a couple of those people who got a refund and then were upset they didn't get to keep the game. No, that's not how refunds work, people. Yeah. <laughs> um... And then I've also been playing uh, Immortals uh, and Valhalla uh, while in Discord calls with friends because I don't play Cyberpunk while on call with people because, you know, want to focus on the RPG. <laughs> so. I agree. You know. So other than that, I, uh, <laughs> funnily enough, like, when you messaged me that you were ready to record, I was watching Criminal Minds. Uh, I'm on season five now. That's the good season, right? The really, really good season. Uh, yeah, I just, uh, just, I'm halfway through the second episode after, uh, Foyette kills Haley. Yeah. And, people, this show's over 10 years old, <laughs> so I'm not caring about no spoilers at this point. Yeah, no, neither do I. Like, um, really, 
<laughs> uh, also, like for reference, it's the show's 100th episode. The the show the 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 title of the episode is literally titled 100. So, um, yeah, one of the main characters was being hunted by a serial killer. So, you know, uh, obviously the episode after Hotch takes a leave of absence. Um, and then I was halfway through the first episode back from his leave. Um, after dealing with that. And you said you were ready to record. So, no, I turned my PlayStation off. And, uh, other than that, uh, Palm Springs, that movie I've been going on about not being able to see on Hulu, yeah. that, uh, just got added to Amazon Prime Canada. So, it's in my queue to watch once I finish season five, because that's all I own of Criminal Minds right now. Um, my mom's getting me season six for Christmas. So, oh, that's good. That's great. Because she gets paid before I do. <laughs> uh, she'll get paid on Tuesday, and I don't get paid till Thursday. So, which is funny because it's Christmas Eve. <laughs> I, I I would say that's the perfect time to get paid. <laughs> I have to work on Christmas Eve too. So, I do too, but I don't have to work a full day. But that's cool. I probably work. I have like to work till day. nine p.m. That sucks. <laughs> so, on that, Why even. Why are they even open that late? It's, it's, it's like a it, what is it, like a grocery store, right? It's, a, like that? it's a convenience store. Yeah, that a, nine p.m. is also an hour earlier than we're normally open. Uh, yeah, so like, so like, we're normally we're open from seven a.m. until ten, um, p.m. Um, and then on Christmas Day we're only open till four, but I'm not working Christmas, so. Most of these stores just should be closed on Christmas. I mean, you would think, but you know, gotta gotta get that consumerism. The only only place that I think that should be open on Christmas is like pharmacies because people need their medicine, obviously. Yeah, and um, gas stations and stuff like that. Maybe maybe a couple of fast food joints, but not even not even all day for them. I mean, pharmacies aren't even open here on Christmas. CVS is. CVS and Walgreens usually is. Um, I don't think they're open full days, but they're open. Yeah, pharmacy won't be open on Christmas. Uh, I don't even know if the movie theater is going to be open on Christmas. Not that you should be packing into a movie theater I, I uh, in COVID-19. Yes. I would say yes, because Wonder Woman comes out Christmas Day. Doesn't matter. We're going to the red on Monday. Ah, so you guys won't be open at all. Uh, no, gray is locked down. Red is the step before it. So I have no idea what it's gonna happen like stricter regulations and whatnot, but like we're not. We'll get to this later, but like HBO Max isn't a thing here, so I can't just watch it at home. That really sucks. Yeah. And and yeah. the programs that like get added to Crave, which is like Bell Media's thing, has like an HBO thing. Um, the movies being added day and date only applies to the U.S. Doesn't apply to Canada. <laughs> Yeah, that's a big problem. Yeah, so that's what I've been up to. All right. First thing, I've been playing Cyberpunk. Mm -hmm. I'm not still not too far in it, but I am absolutely loving the game. Yeah, I'm. uh, Before you continue, because while we're here, um, I'm level 16. Um, I'm still in Act Two. I've been doing like one story mission to every four side missions. Um okay. and my street cred is twenty six. So yeah, I'm I'm like level eight or something like okay. that. Yeah. 
But I'm enjoying it. I like the story of it. I get some of people's complaints about it. I like, and this is something I don't think gets talked about enough in video games. I like the way the city is built. It's it's vertical. It feels like an actual city. Like, you just can't, like in Grand Theft Auto, yeah, it's a city, but you kind of can just drive the car anywhere. You don't necessarily have to follow traffic laws. You can drive all over the sidewalk. I mean, you can do that here, too. It's just not going to go well for you. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it doesn't go the same because the city feels condensed almost. Like you're play, you're playing it on Series X, though, right? Yes. Yeah, you'll have bigger crowds on the uh, street than on the PlayStation for some reason. I have no idea why. The Series X and the PlayStation 5, uh, like, back-compat versions should be the same, but whatever. Yeah, but it, it just feels like a... It feels cool. This feels like... The city feels like a live, even though it's very superficial. Like, you can walk up to people, and they, they won't, they'll say one line, they'll just say that one line over and over again. Yeah. So it kind of feels superficial. But just the fact that the city just feels so well made in terms of like, hey, you got to go to this certain area. But it's like, it's very far away. You got to get on this highway to get there. And you can't like just turn off the highway. Once you get on the highway, you got to kind of stay on the highway and it's very hard to get off like a real, like an actual highway. I, I like those little details in the game. What are you, uh, what are you driving? Um... This is a story spoiler, so I won't say it. I'll just say a motorcycle. Okay. Yeah, I'm driving. Uh, I'm driving. I have two motorcycles available. Uh, the second one uh, is also given to you through um, story, uh, but it's not tied to a specific character. Uh, so I have the Arch motorcycle. Uh, I have V's car that they start with. Um, which to even get that back after <laughs> after everything goes down with you know act one, uh, you have to complete a side quest chain for Delamain, which is hilarious and includes a bunch of references to like portal, um, which that one's not even really a reference. It's like the dialogue from like Portal One and the end of Portal Two just straight ripped from portal like it's it's word for word it's not even a reference it's a word for word um and then one of them is involves talking a car a suicidal uh ai car down from the ledge and stuff like that like they're they're really cool but essentially there's seven of those and you need to do that to get your car back uh not that i've been driving the car literally ever since i got the arch motorcycle that's all i've been driving so um but yeah you know, it's it's fun. You know, there's bugs here and there. Um, I I, I bought a tank top at a clothing store, and it's glitched. It appe- it appears in the inventory as a blank box. So when you put it on, your character's not wearing a shirt, which is common in this game for some reason. <laughs> this game will show you inadvertently all the penises and the vaginas you want to get, and it's not even like. In game, like you'll be like, there's some glitches that you'll just show up naked. Yeah, I uh, Why like this- I mentioned last week, I look into a mirror and just ass out. Yeah, uh, I, I do. I do want to have before I move on from Cyberpunk. I do want to have a short conversation about this because I think this is fascinating. Where does I, I want you to take on? Because maybe I'm blind to this. Because I, I, the whole conversation I've been hearing so far about this game is the fact that. CD Projekt Red is made known for making all these incredible games that are so polished and stuff like that. I kind 
of want to say, where did this come from? Because technically speaking, they've only made one game. No, they've <laughs> made they've made they three. Uh, Witcher, the, the Witcher one and two wasn't what Witcher three is. No, but they were good. <laughs> they were good at the time, and they've been very PC consumer friendly. Like they've always had like DRM free copies, and that's kind of where their reputation came from. Uh, but also people tend to forget that Witcher Three launched broken like this too. Um, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, and it took them less time than it's going to take them to fix this because this isn't just being broken. Uh, I don't know if you've shot into the into a crowd of civilians and then turned around because if you do so, the civilians will disappear. Um, oh. there is uh, okay. there's no chase AI, which is why cha- car chases only appear in specific missions. Uh, there's no vehicle, there, sorry, there's no traffic AI. If you stop your ve- your motorcycle on the side of the road, vehicles still can't pass it. Like, I parked on the side of the road. Vehicles still just sit there lining up behind the motorcycle. Like, there's no that. traffic AI. Um, this stuff needs to be fixed, and it's going to take them a while to fix it. But beyond that, there's all, like, bugs and stuff like that that need to be fixed. Um, also... Um, this probably doesn't apply to consoles, because my save is already, like, 12 megabytes on PS5. Uh, if your save file on PC goes over 8 megabytes, your save file can become permanently corrupted. Oh, shit. That's what... Yeah. Well, I, I, I say this because... And this is something that was a conversation about Naughty Dog when they were moving away from Uncharted to The Last of Us. And we were kind of wrong, not we, but people were kind of wrong in the sense where they thought The Last of Us was going to be a drastically different game than Uncharted. While it is, it kind of the same. It uses the same systems. Well, Last of Us 1 doesn't, but Last of Us 2 is... Yeah. It's got the Uncharted 4 rope system, uh, you you know, but that's a completely different comparison because you're comparing an open-ish world to a full-on open-world RPG. Now, if you're going to compare them, you can compare the crunch situation and all that. That's a fair comparison, but you can't well, compare the last this. What I was going with is the fact that if you look at The Witcher, mm-hmm. and you look at Cyberpunk, they are two completely different games. They, uh, every facet. Yeah. like They, they went from making a third-person RPG fantasy game to a first-person futuristic driving cars. It just feels like they kind of got it a little bit over their head with this project. There's that. There's also they had to build the gun system from scratch because the only ranged combat system they'd done was the crossbow in Witcher 3 um, because it wasn't in Witcher 1 or 2. you know, there's a bunch of stuff to talk about with that, but also, like, Witcher 3 didn't just launch broken. Like, it launched broken. It, they fixed it within a couple months. But then, over the course of that game's lifespan, they added updates that completely changed the game. Like, yes. if you play The Witcher 3, like, a base Witcher 3, the inventory system is completely different than if you played The Witcher 3 patch to its current patch. Um... They added an optional walk cycle, which is better than the original. Uh, combat can be completely different. Combat's not exi- 
combat is all right in The Witcher 3. Like, I won't praise the combat, because, like, unless you use all the systems in The Witcher 3, the combat can get boring. And, you know, I love The Witcher 3. I have 159 hours in The Witcher 3. Um, and that's just, like, a base Witcher 3 plus the DLCs. Then I've got the Game of the Year edition where I've got another eight hours in it. Like, I love The Witcher 3. Um, but there's problems there, too. Um, and not just, like, not just, like, in design, in story, too. There's literally almost no people of color or black people in The Witcher 3. There's, like, four at most. Um, and people, when this gets brought up, people always jump to the fences. There were no people like that during those times. I mean, this is a fantasy book. You do not need to adhere to to false categorizations of what happened in, in Middle Eastern Poland during that time. Like, I think a part of that plays into the diversity of a video game company. Mm-hmm. Like, let's call a spade a spade. CD Projekt Red's in Poland. Yeah. So, and I think it even shows even more in Cyberpunk. Um, in terms of how you have Asian characters or African American characters or trans characters that kind of almost feel like caricatures of themselves at times. Yeah. And it's like, hmm. Man, this is, this is why I think diversity in gaming and Entertainment in general is very important because you can easily miss the little elements that make a group or a person or personalities that group special. Yeah. And I feel like cyberpunk teeters on cartoon levels of stereotypes at a point at some point. Like Jackie, let's group. let's let's call a spade a spade and just point out Jackie says things that I don't think I've ever heard a Latino person ever say. And, and the crazy thing about Jackie is he's one of the more endearing characters. He is super endearing in terms of his... He seems like a kind-hearted... But he just says weird things. Yeah, and, like, I uh, I follow a couple people, um, you know, uh, you know, I found them through the Kind of Funny community, but, like, uh, sorry, I don't want to get his name wrong, so one sec here. Um, Go ahead. Do, 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 do. Uh... I hope I'm pronouncing his his name right. It's uh, Mario Picadio. Uh, his tw- his Twitter is at uh, Mario Not Bros. He's constantly mentioned on like the kind of funny games cast and stuff. Yeah, um, I know exactly. What you're talking about, but like he brought up that like Jackie saying things that he's never heard at anyone of Latin American descent or whatnot like say in life, like, no one talks like that, or there's, like, the stereotypicalness of, like, the Valentino's gang and the Tiger Claws, like... They talk like Latino characters in 80s movies. Yeah. And I think the same thing with the Asian characters, the same thing with the black characters. The black character sounds like, yo, bro, and all this stuff, like, Nobody talks like that. <laughs> it's like Dexter Deshaun. Dexter Deshaun is a great example of that. Like, and that's yeah. not a spoiler, by the way, because like he was revealed in 2018. So, yeah. like, Dexter Deshaun is a great example of that. But also, like these endearing characters. I mean, Jack. Like, I'm not spoiling anything here, but like, you'll meet endearing characters, and then the next second, like, they don't matter anymore. And it's like, all right, like, why? Yeah, they're, yeah, they're literally a character. That I met, I think you mentioned it last week. Yeah. 
that shows up in like the beginning of the game. You're like, okay, this is a big character. And then you never see them again. <laughs> yep. I'm like, what in the world? They literally happened? they literally get murked. And I'm using that term not lightly. Like they literally get murked halfway through a mission. N- never brought up again. Like never brought up again. Yeah. It's so weird. Oh, yeah, it's, but, it's wild. But like then there's other things too. Like these patch notes for this most recent patch. They said they fixed that in specific calls you'll have the Delamain. Uh you you I'm assuming, Delvin, that you know what if you have that specific motorcycle, you've you know Yes. Okay. Yes, we, I think we went down the same path. Okay. We um what is it, Nomad? Cool. I'm not talking about that though. I'm talking about like you've completed that mission, like you've met Johnny. Yes. Okay. So um they've stated that after that mission in these patch notes that the Delamain standard avatar should not appear behind people um in calls i'm still getting them showing up there <laughs> like yeah. like Delamain's a great character and like it's it's weird that a great character is an ai car like yeah it's kind of cool in a sense. It kind of feels like Night Rider. Yeah, like Kit. I don't know. It's it's a completely weird like subsection here where like there's cool characters, there's way over the top stereotypicalness, and not to mention like the extreme like Japanese fear mongering. Like, oh yeah, yeah, that's heavy. Well, and it's not even just like it's rooted from like the '80s, but like. You could have changed that. Yeah, I feel like if you're going to do that, make it overt. Like, uh, what's the game called? It's a game that I can't remember the name of it. It's a really good game. It's where you play a Japanese character and you have the sword and stuff. Shadow Warrior, I think it's called. Shadow Run? Is it, no, Shadow Warrior, I think it is. Okay. So I know there's Shadow it, Run as well, so. Yeah, this one is like, it's almost, Shadow Warrior kind of feels like a parody of that kind of game, mm-hmm. that, that kind of movie, so it works there. It doesn't work in this game. No, and, you know, there's other things as well. Like I mentioned last week, there's big problems with the way LGBT rep is done in this game. And, again, yeah. yes, the developers are in Poland, but, like, come yeah. on, even The Witcher 3 did it better. Yeah, I think. That's the thing where probably need to do your research. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, but also, like, even in the character creator, you can't. They touted how this character creator was going to be like. You're going to be able to create a trans V. Now, again, I've mentioned I'm not going to play a trans V because that's my life already. I don't want to role play it in a game. <laughs> um, others may want to, and that's completely fine of them. But the game doesn't really let you um, at all. This is a slight spoiler, but not in a story context. This is a spoil spoiler for the romance options. Um, if you are playing a quote unquote trans V, uh, let's let's use them V, but they have a penis. You know, you cannot romance the gay character for the femme V. They will turn you down. Um, if your voice is not femme and you do not have uh, a vagina. 
And the same applies, I might add, to the male-only character for male V. If you do not have a male voice and a penis. Yeah, that's kind of... Why? Why would you do that? Secondly, like, you touted being able to make a non-binary character, but on the femme... And these are talking points I've seen other trans people bring up. Uh, on the femme model, <clears throat> you can't remove the chest. Smallest you can make him is a B cup. Huh. But on is the this- male model, you can't even give the character long hairstyles. Yeah, the, the character creator in this game sucks. Yeah. It is horrible. I'm not even going to say And they're it. like it's- joking around in their patch notes, which is like, we're so cool. Like the penis glipping, uh, Glitching through the pants, or vagina doing the same, or boobs doing the same. Uh, v will be more modest in cutscenes. Wow, cool. You could have just said, hey, we fixed the genital glitching through your pants thing. Like, yeah. In this game, I, like, I'm having fun with it, but it has a lot of problems. Yeah. Like, a lot of problems. Like, <laughs> it's short. Like, I'm looking past those things and I'm enjoying it mostly, but like, these are big issues that, like, the LGBT rep thing's not going to get fixed through a patch, I don't think. Yeah, can't patch that. I mean, you could, but, like, will they? I doubt it. They probably, they need to, they need to fix that creator character feature. They need to fix that. Also, like. It's horrible. Also, like. It is. You have to actually have the cursor, which, this is another thing, by the way. I hate this new trend of, like, hey, console games, just get the PC UI. like. Yeah, that I noticed that too. It sucks. It it's not even just Cyberpunk. It's the same in it's the same in Immortals. It's the same in Valhalla. Like it's an Avengers too, I think. Yeah. I'm correct. Like we we don't need this on console. Like it's just annoying. The only one it even remotely works in is Destiny. Dev's not here, but I figured I'd bring it up for. Him. Um <laughs> Like it's the only one that, that really works for. And that's because Destiny's menu is so like it's it's minimal. There's nothing really to do. Like you're switching between between three tabs. But this menu system, there's like six options and then they have subset options. Like <laughs> a lot there. It like, is yeah. overbearing. But the character creator relies on the cursor so much you can't even use the directional buttons or L1 or R1 to cycle through options. You have to just fiddle with the button with the X or A button, depending on console, or whatever button, or, like, mouse click on PC to cycle through options for the character creator. Like, why? It's, it's baffling. It, this it's is one of those games where I can see how people don't like it, how people hate it, and I can see how, how people like it. Yeah. Oh, let me get to the second thing before we go to the questions of the show. Uh, Actually, before you go even further... I do see how this game spawned the stupid, uh, I mean, it's not stupid, because my friends and I and another server, like, make the joke all the time, but the, the, uh, the edited, like, Johnny Silverhand memes that are, like, an impressive cock, or why do you come, and stuff like that. Like, I see where that comes from, because it's funny to just imagine Keanu Reeves actually saying that stuff, but, like, (laughs) like, you're taking important gameplay sections out of context to make those memes and it's funny but like once you know the context it kind of loses a bit of the thing like uh 
from the Johnny Silverhand trailer a couple weeks ago. Um, I'm going to give you like five seconds here. If you do not want to hear this, skip ahead a couple seconds. Um, in the Johnny Silverhand trailer, he's like, if I need your body, I'll fucking take it. <laughs> um, people have been editing that so that instead of saying, if I need your body, I'll take it to if I need your body, I'll like yeah. just like that stuff's funny but like i had that monologue from johnny last night while i was playing and it's it's so weird hearing it normally as opposed to the meme now so i'm glad you brought that up because that leads right into what i was going to discuss i have something to show you can you see this yeah i have uh is he which one is that is he kneeling or is he He's standing up. When I'm showing, because I don't think this episode is going to be video. No, because Johnny that, Silverhand. Yeah. Hold on, Dev. Hold on. There's a story behind this, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. One sec. I just want to show that I know what you're talking about. One sec. What I'm going to talk to the audience. What I have in my hands is a Funko Pop of Johnny Silverhand from Cyberpunk 27.7. He's standing up with two guns in his hand, looking badass. So when Haley comes back, I will tell the story of this Funko Pop. And Haley's back. Yeah, sorry. Because um, I have the one with him kneeling. Without, without the glasses. Okay, Haley has the one with Johnny Silverhand kneeling without the glasses. Mm-hmm. And I also have the updated oh. Femme B. Which is pretty cool. I, mm-hmm. I didn't know that was a thing. They've got the mantis blades out on their arms, so. Cool. All right. The story behind this is. I actually won this in a contest. Nice. Um, or a podcast I listened to called Digital Sky Podcast. They had a contest where you retweet them and follow and stuff like that. And I retweeted. I already followed them. I retweeted the tweet about it. And they messaged me like a couple of days ago like, hey, you actually won the Johnny Silverhand Funko Pop. Like, oh, that's cool. And they got it to me. It's, if you go on Twitter, you can find it on my Twitter. Mm-hmm. A picture of me posing with it. It's a pretty cool Funko Pop, and I'm going to keep it in the box. Yeah. I think it's awesome. You, you mean the correct way to keep your Funko Pops. None of this opening them and putting them on a shelf, Donnie. I, <laughs> you know, I see one of the things I see that's weird about that is I see people opening them up, and they put them in these Funko Pop cases. And they're, just, they're, they're like literally just boxes. Like, like they're like not glass. They're like hard plastic boxes. I'm like, yeah. Well, if you're gonna open it up and put it in another box, why not just leave it in the box that it's in? Yep. <laughs> it makes no sense. To me. Do you have a plastic casing on that? Because it looks like that when you showed it on camera. Yes, it, it came with a plastic casing on it. Yeah, yeah. I've seen people do that while it's still in the box. That's fine. But like, none of this opening the Funko Pop and putting them on a shelf. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. I have a few Funko Pops. I don't think I've opened any of them up. I, have, I keep them in the boxes. I have twenty four of them. Um, most of them are women Funko Pops. I don't know. That's just a thing I've accumulated. Uh, I have like Clark Kent from Smallville with the uh, ass on his chest from season one. I've got Oliver Queen with his hood down from Arrow. Um, and I'm trying to think, and Johnny Silverhand, and those are the only. Man, I have up there. So. I think 
Oh, Most and Ron Weasley. I got his gifts. Because my sister gave that to me as a gift. Oh, that's cool. So. Most of my son, Funko Pops have been gifts. Like, mm-hmm. I got um, T'Challa in his, um, in his, I guess, ceremonial outfit mm-hmm. from Black Panther. I also have the New Day. And I feel like I have Batman. Yeah, I have no I have I have the Batman v Superman one with um the big one I think that comes with, like the Batmobile. Yeah, the the fifty dollar one, yeah. Yes, I have that and I have Dio from Force Awakens. Mm. Not Force Awakens, um what is it? Rise of Skywalker. Mm. There's the giant Dio one? Yeah, there's a there's a gizmo Funko Pop that my mom wants that's fifty bucks. It's Gizmo in his red car from the movie Gremlins, for those who well, aren't cool. aware of what I'm talking about. Um Although, given how our audience apparently skews, most of you should know Over. what that movie is. <laughs> um, my mom loves gizmos, so. She, she also Yo, ironically I, hates Star Wars, but loves Baby Yoda, so I got her to watch The Mandalorian. <laughs> that's great. That's awesome. Uh, she hasn't watched season two yet. She's waiting for it all to release, so. Oh, she's going to be excited when she sees season two. What well, is all just released, so she's going to yeah. have a heck of a time to watch. All right, let's get to some of these questions that we got for the week. Now, I'm probably going to butcher this Twitter at. <laughs> his name is Zane, but his Twitter at is at the one and the at the one the, the one only. the one the only yeah. Thank you <laughs> for helping with that. The question is, I guess the biggest elephant in the room does PlayStation delisting Cyberpunk. One, create a president, and two, sign a deficit certificate for early buggy games that try to hit the PlayStation store. Uh, What's your thoughts on this, Haley? So, one, I'm going to say, does this create a precedent? Possibly. We won't know for sure, but here's my other thing. I don't think this is a case of PlayStation saying, get your buggy game off the store. Because case in point, there is a question later from... Uh, the memester himself, Mike Fowler, that will answer. Um, yes. There are games buggier than Cyberpunk still on the store. Do you know why Cyberpunk got delisted? Do you? Mostly because I would take it because a lot of people been complaining about it, and like an absorbent amount, and it's been getting a lot of bad press. I mean, that's fair, but I can tell you the business reason behind it getting removed. Okay, what's the business reason? PlayStation really doesn't have a refund prop policy that's like consumer re- friendly, kind of. So and it's, and they've been dinged for that, by the way. Yes, they have. Microsoft is kind of no better, um, because Microsoft does the same thing Steam does, where you only get two hours. Which there's a there was a bug when the game released on Steam, where the the game wouldn't actually close, so your playtime would tick up past the two hour mark. Um, so then you couldn't refund it on Steam. Um, I'm not saying that was intentional from the developers. Stuff like that happens where the executable doesn't close properly. Like, that's PC. That happens sometimes. Whether it was deliberate or not, we'll never know. Point being I'm trying to make here is because PlayStation's refund policy is essentially, hey, you can refund this game up to day of release. While it's pre-ordered, <clears throat> as long as you don't download it. Once you hit that download button, done. 
The reason I'm assuming business related this game got pulled from the store is because CD Projekt Red came out and said, go talk to Sony about getting refunds without talking to Sony. Yeah, I can see that. Like, Cause that's- like after it happened, yeah, uh, uh, a press release from like the board of directors of CD Projekt came out and were like, we came to an understanding, but like, it doesn't really say we came to an understanding. It says PlayStation removed the game until further notice. And, uh, it's more of an F you from Sony because their refund policy states you, unless it's faulty or you haven't downloaded it up to an including release, uh, you can't return this game. But this game is not really running on PS4s or Xboxes um, to the point that they could not uh, continue to sell this game while also offering full-on refunds for it. Yeah, and I think that would actually, and I think because of CD Projekt's rare statement, I think that actually would be a legal issue because CD Projekt literally said, hey, go get a refund on this game if you're not satisfied. Yeah. So I think that could have been a huge problem for Sony. They were like, nah, you can't get a refund. Now, Microsoft also came out and said, hey, we're going to offer full refunds here. But Microsoft has not pulled the game from the store. Obviously, people are making jokes that this is now an Xbox exclusive. It's not, because if you own the game digitally on PlayStation, you're still able to play it. They're not forcing you to get a refund. And you can still buy disc copies. Um, Which, on that note, the issues with this game on PS4 are so prevalent that even Best Buy is taking opened copies for full refunds until tomorrow as of recording this, which is the 21st. Um, also, let me add this, for those who don't know. This is not the first game that's gotten delisted by PlayStation. Yeah, correct. There have been plenty of games, not of this stature and yeah. this size, but I, there was a... Afro Samurai game that got delisted like a week after it came out because it was so buggy and so bad. They're like, no, we're not dealing with this. But also... So this has happened before. Mm-hmm. This isn't asked as part of the question, but uh, I've seen a couple people asking, does this game ever get added back to the store? Yes. Um, games get delisted and re-added all the time. Um, I'm going to use the Deadpool game as an example. Um, they That game came out on PS3. It was available for like a year and a half. Then the licensing ran out. It got pulled. Then they made a remaster of it, ported it to PS4. It got pulled. I don't even know if it's currently available to buy, but it'll come back eventually when someone gets the rights to it. Um, the Telltale games. That those got pulled for a different issue, though. That wasn't licensing. Com- that was more or less that the company went under. So, but they're coming. They're coming back now. Yeah, they all come back to the store slowly but surely. I think. A- it's a couple of them missing, but they're all coming back because of the new company that owns mm-hmm. Telltale and yeah, bringing them back. Yeah, um, they're also like coming back in bundles now when some of them only sold, like for example, the Back to the Future game. Don't think that one's currently available to buy, but before you had to buy every episode individually. You couldn't buy that one the same. So uh, now they're coming back in bundles. Like You can buy Batman Season 1 and Batman Season 2 as a whole bundle now. Um, yes, that is accurate. But as part of the this question, like the second part, sign a death certificate early for for early buggy games. No, um, I don't think it does. I think there will be because this is a big misconception as well. Certification does not mean that PlayStation checks to make sure this game isn't buggy or whatnot. 
Certification means that they've checked that this game will not brick your console. That's correct. They've checked that this game will not cause a fault in the system. Uh, the game will launch. And, you know, it runs. That's what certification is for. I think those practices are probably going to change, and it will take time for that to happen. But buggy games are still going to happen, because like I said last week, no matter how long or how hard you QA test a game, bugs are still going to slip through, because that's the nature of game development. Because some bugs end up not being able to be reproduced in a staged environment through QA testing. Some bugs happen after you patch a game. Like, it just occurs sometimes. That stuff's gonna happen. Now, will a game reach this level? Oh, I hope not. But we'll probably see a couple more titles like this in the near future. Uh, again, we don't know. I'm not excusing CDPR here. Like, they, they messed up. But, we still don't know how big COVID-19 has had an impact on game development. Like, I would not be surprised for other games to launch in this manner, but at least be more developed. Like, I hope not, but I'm big excited for Gotham Knights, right? That's got a tentative release for next year, 2021. We don't have a date yet, but that could launch the same way this did. But it could be just as simple as an easy day one patch. And it fixes everything. But we won't know until we see the full impact of COVID-19 on the industry. Yeah, I want to add to that then. This, see, this game is not the first game to come out really bugging, broken. Bethesda games. Bethesda games. Actually, famously, Skyrim on PS3. Sorry to interrupt yeah. you here, Devin. Uh, I just, I thought of it right away and figured, let's get it out there before I forget. <laughs> um, famously, that game was reviewed on Xbox 360. So, people missed that uh, this got patched eventually. But Skyrim on PS3 did not remember that you closed or opened doors. If you opened a door, it stayed open for the entirety of your session. Leading to the game becoming so buggy. And so bloated it would take 10 minutes to load through a door because it was remembering every other door you'd opened in the in the yeah, file uh but also it launched with a bug where on playstation 3 if you entered water the game would crash yeah which that is like what i was thinking of but yeah that's a big one like <laughs> like spoilers for skyrim uh if you're doing the brotherhood not the brotherhood um if you're doing the Dark Brotherhood, sorry, like the Assassin quest line, the final mission of that quest line requires you to dive underwater and climb up through the through the anchor point of a ship. You can't do that <laughs> when the game will crash if you touch water. Yeah. So, like stuff like this has happened before. Obviously not to this scale, but the one I was thinking about was uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. Okay. Which was yeah. highly anticipated. Yeah. But was completely broken. Yeah. Broken to the point where people were making memes out of it. Yeah. It was so bad. I mean, it got fixed. That game got the short end of the stick. But uh, Michael Gamble has come out and somehow insinuated that this next Mass Effect game is both the sequel to Mass Effect 3 and Andromeda. So I don't know how that's going to work. 
I don't either. <laughs> Lord knows, just bring back Shepard and stop it. <laughs> like I sometimes you got to go back to the well, which you know what people love. Yeah. Uh, stop beating around the bush. Bring back Shepard. Stop trying to create new stuff for this. <laughs> I'm just being honest. All right, let's get to our second question. Delvin Jr. writes in, do you think Miles Morales will get DLC like Spider-Man did? No. What's your take, Haley? No. Um, I, I think, be- I think, so I think because... Uh, Hold up. Before we go on, let's preface this. We are talking about story DLC. Right. Yes, that's what... So yeah. let's preface it with that. Yeah. I think maybe skins will get added. Um, that wouldn't surprise me. Um, story DLC, no. But do I think that's a bad thing? Also, no, because I uh, I assume this was a stopgap for you know Spider Man Two, which will come eventually. Um, and as is like even more heavily teased that like it's going to deal with Venom and uh, potentially uh, the Lizard, like based on and credit stuff that happens in Miles. Um is it a bad thing that there won't be DLC for Miles Morales? No. Because that game is a self-contained story. Um it doesn't need the DLC. In fact, Spider-Man 2018 didn't really need the DLC either. The DLC was all right, but essentially that DLC really only set up one important thing. Miles learning how to use his powers. The rest of those stories were... Oh, sorry, it also set up one other thing. Um, for those who don't know, in the comics, Yuri Watanabe, um, the cop that Peter works with in Spider-Man 2018, uh, is a anti-hero slash villain in the comics. I forget the character's name. But the, D- the DLC, like City That Never Sleeps, like the three... DLC is there for Spider-Man 2018. Set up Miles learning how to use his powers and Yuri's turn from cop to uh to killer. Um and those are important. And I'm sure we'll see the ramifications of that. Like we've already seen Miles learning like coming more to turn with learning how to use his powers and stuff like that. Um and we've seen uh you know and we've seen the end credit scene. So we knew Spider-Man 2 was coming eventually. They already said they weren't done with Peter. And they're not done with Miles. Um, heck, I'd love to see them bring Gwen or Silk. Just give give us all the Spider-People. But I think that's happening, by the way. Probably. Uh, there was a couple teases to Gwen in this game. If you can find them. Um, just in graffiti. Like, no written, like... None of the stuff like Avengers did with the tease to Daisy Johnson in the beginning. Um, like, n- none of that stuff. Like, it's just graffiti that, like, looks like it's done in Gwen style. Because, for those who don't know, it's not really brought up in Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, Gwen does graffiti as well you know, on Earth-65. Um, but no, to, like, get to the main point of your question, uh, Delvin Jr., uh, no, I don't think we're going to get story DLC for Miles Morales. Um, but I also don't think that's a bad thing. So, Yeah, I, I agree. I think we may get like more suits and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Maybe even time trials or some stuff like that. But I think at this point, they just put this, they put this out for, hey, here's something for you guys to play while you're waiting for Spider-Man 2 to come out. 
So, which I'm fine with. Because mm-hmm. I think Spider-Man 2 will be a PS5 exclusive. So. I agree. So, I, I think that's fine. I, I think you, you nailed it. I can't even can't even count that. I think you hit everything I want to say right on the head. I, I feel like they don't have to at this point because Spider-Man, Miles Morales was the perfect length. Everything about it was perfect. I loved it. I feel like we are going to eventually get a Spider-Verse game. Especially with how things are leading right now where we're going to get We've already had an animated Spider-Verse movie. Yeah, and we're getting a live-action one, really, like... Yes, so it only seems natural that we're going to get a Spider-Verse game as well. Yeah. So it's just only a matter of time, so just relax. Enjoy what you got now. Mm -hmm. You're going to get more Spider-Man content pretty soon, maybe in the next two years. I mean, I know Coach would also be excited for Miles DLC, because Coach Mo loves Miles Morales, you know. Miles is great, great character. Um, yes. but you know, I just think we're going to get more miles and more Peter in Spider-Man two. And I would not be surprised to see that revealed sometime next year after ratchet releases. It won't be coming out next year. Let's just put that out there. Like, I know that for a fact, but like, I would not be surprised to see them reveal like their next game is Spider-Man two after ratchet yes. and clank releases. Cause they were also working on the next ratchet and clank while working on this game. So very much so. All right, the, the final question of the week is from Mike Fowler93. He says, does this mean Life of Tiger had a better launch than Cyberpunk? No, 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 you need to say the title right, because Life of Tiger is... Life, Life of Black Tiger, that is correct. Yeah. Does this mean Life of Black Tiger had a better launch than Cyberpunk? Sure, but only if you determine better launch by it didn't get pulled from the store. I will say <laughs> no, because Cyberpunk has made millions of dollars already okay but i think what my is going to about if you're just talking about like in terms of like you're not getting pulled from the store yeah you can say that but th- and this is what i want to talk about earlier we were talking about the whole thing about these games delisted de- de- if you go in the playstation store there is a lot of junk broken trash junk on the playstation store that's just literally shovelware yeah and there are Life of Black Tiger is one of them. There are also games that are literally just wallpapers. Like, yes, they're they're not. They're, it says they're a game. You'll launch it, and you're staring at a wallpaper. Now, of course, of things, this game cost you maybe a dollar and twenty nine cents, but you're still staring at a wallpaper that you have to launch a yeah. game to even see. One of the things I used to do with my kids every Tuesday before they've jacked up the PlayStation Store, where I can't do it anymore. Yeah, <laughs> but at but, least that. Has stopped the store updates yeah. frequently now. Uh, like yeah, Tuesday is still the big update day, but at least on Tuesdays the store is usable now on PS5. Yes, that is true. Yeah, but what I, what I used to do was I used to go on the play. I used to call my kids. We used to go on the PlayStation store and just watch the videos from some of the worst games that came out yeah. that week, and it was almost laughable that some of these games were on the PlayStation store. That's not a good thing. No. Like, some of these games were, like, phone games. Not, some of them like, what, weren't even shovelware. They were just cash grab games that looked like they couldn't even run on an Atari, no less a PlayStation 4 or 5. So, yeah, Cyberpunk's broken. They, they took, let's make it like Haley said earlier, let's make this very clear. Cyberpunk didn't get delisted because it was broken. It got delisted because Sony didn't want no lawsuits. They were like, hey, let's cover our bases right now. Let's take this off the store. Since CD Projekt Red already came out and said we're giving refunds, 
Let's take this off the store so nobody else can buy it. And anything we need to refund out, we can refund out, and then we can just relaunch this game when it's ready. Mm-hmm. Point blank. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. Um, literally just ridiculousness yeah. uh, out out the butt. Like Life of Black Tigers. It's not good. I mean, it's a meme at this point. I only knew, I only even know it exists because of Jim Sterling's video on it. Like, yeah. <laughs> like Sony, Sony only reacts to things like this when they know they're going to get in trouble for it. Yeah. Otherwise than that, they don't care. You can put any broken game on that system if you want to. As long as it doesn't crash the system itself or cause a catastrophic problem where they're going to adapt and deal with, they don't care at all. Like, at some, like, we were talking about before on previous episodes how they have how they used to have a large amount of anime games that had questionable characters in it, and for years didn't say anything about it, <laughs> like games like Monster Mud Piece and stuff like that. Yeah, and they used to come on the system uncensored, and then I guess they got feedback from it, and they started. No, there the was a law that that was proposed in the states, and they reacted preemptively. That's I want to. That's a whole other conversation because, because now I'm wondering because Switch lets those games come out. They don't offer nothing on them. Where's Nintendo's so, main hub though? Yeah, it's Japan. But it's just PlayStation. Like that. Go back to our point. PlayStation does not. They only react. They they don't preemptively do many of anything. Yeah. They just like hey, unless they're gonna get, they know they're gonna get flagged for it. They're not gonna do anything to solve the problems or stop it. And that's what it is. Cyberpunk. They knew that. Hey, there's a big problem going to brew here. We're going to get sued for it. It's going to cost us money. So instead of us costing paying a lot of money, let's refund these games. We need to refund now. Get it out the way. So when people want to get it again, they can get it again. We won't have this problem. Simple as that. That's all it is. Makes sense. Right. Oh, before we move on to like our short stories and stuff, uh, I should also mention I found. Finally used the 4K Blu-ray player on my PS5. Oh, what do you think? It's all right. Uh, I do not have the issue of the machine sounding louder when a disc is inside spinning, so. Mine's been perfect. Yeah. Um, I watched Pitch Perfect in 4K, so. I was going to ask that. That's what. That's not what I thought you was going to watch, but. What? what I was going to. I thought you was going to watch Tenet. Because Tenet came out this This week. is a controversial opinion, but no. No, I'm not watching that movie, and it's got Robert Pattinson in it, who is a great actor, but also, like, no one doesn't really know how to do sound design, like, no one makes great films, not disputing that, but I'm not gonna watch a movie where it sounds like they're in a jet engine for half of it. See, I have it, I just got it, like, Tuesday on Blu-ray, but I've heard like bad reviews about it like really yeah here hold on i'm gonna link you a tweet here in the chat while we're talking here because this is exactly what i'm talking about uh um i haven't watched it yet by the way so i'm not this is this is not a spoiler this is literally like a joke uh a joke tweet from the other day i will say this christopher nolan movies to me are hit or miss yeah i like the dark knight movies those are fine um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Like, stuff like that happens in pretty much all of his movies. Like, I think the sound guy for Nolan's movies hates him. Yeah, I can see that. Because if I remember correctly, the Dark Knight Rises had that problem with the uh, Bane. Yeah. And they had to they had to re they had to refix it because it and when they first was well, the darkness, merely adopted it. Bane doesn't have upset the impression. <laughs> when they first shot the movie, test audiences couldn't understand Bane yeah. at all. Yeah. So that was probably also a combination of Tom Hardy's accent and the fact that he's wearing a stupid mask, like. I have a lot of problems with that Bane character from that movie. I mean, that's not even Bane. <laughs> that, it's just a henchman. Yeah, it's Bane is just... I don't want to get into it. That's yeah. a whole other topic. Because that is not Bane. No. I mean, technically, like, to quote the CinemaSins video, that's not Batman. That's, uh... I'm not going to finish that sentence. But there's essentially, like, a joke made for... The Dark Knight Rises about like a magical robo knee brace. Like that's not Batman. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um Yeah, I'm gonna watch Tenet probably this week. Well, let's get to your story. Okay. Let's get to some uh, stuff. <laughs> uh Control Ultimate Edition has a date now for their next gen upgrades. <clears throat> but interestingly enough. They're um they're they're not doing it at the same time. There's a digital launch on February second, twenty twenty one. Uh but the retail launch, like physical copies, is March second, twenty twenty one. Um interesting. it's interesting, like their tweet here just says Control Ultimate Edition comes to PS5 and Xbox Series X slash S. With a 60 FPS performance mode and 30 FPS graphics mode with ray tracing. While we work on the full trailer, enjoy a sneak peek of both modes recorded on PS5. And then gives you the dates. Um, but, like, I don't understand why the month break in between. And, you know, also there's the problem of the fact that, yeah, I bought this game half price. I shouldn't have had to buy it again. I was just going to say that. Because I did the same thing. I bought it on Series X for like $15. Yeah. And I was like, well, it's $15, so I don't care. Yeah. Like, (laughs) I already owned the same edition. The only reason I even bought it is so I could platinum it again. Because I know it's going to have a separate trophy list on PlayStation. Yeah. So. And right now, we don't really have any game launches for next year. Like, big ones. uh, Besides Hitman in January. Like... And potentially Far Cry 6 in May. That date leaked, but there's been no confirmation from Ubisoft yet, so. I thought there was something else coming out early. I don't remember. I don't remember. I thought it was something else. I don't remember what it was. It's something. Is it PlayStation exclusive right now? Uh, oh, sorry. And Returnal just had a big date announced at the that's Game Awards. Like, that's March 13th, I think. I want to play that. That looks mm-hmm. cool. Um, but other than that, nervous about it. By the way, huh? I am nervous about that game. It's, Looks great, but the studio that's making it isn't known for those type of games. It's Housemark. I'm sure it'll be interesting. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, they didn't need to uh, tease people with the PT door, though. <laughs> Did you know that yeah. door is not in the trailer on YouTube? 
It's not. It was literally not, just I, for the Game Awards. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. All right. My story is a simple one. HBO Max is finally on Roku and PS5. Ah, but only in the States, because again, HBO Max does not exist here. I find it interesting that they got it. They happened to get it on PlayStation 5 and Roku just in time for Wonder Woman. Yeah. But Is the app 4K yet, though? Because I know that Greg Miller was ranting about that. I haven't tried it on PS5 yet. And I don't think the Roku I have doesn't do 4K. But um, I'm exci- I'm happy that it's on there because it makes life a lot simpler. To the point where I I know you you do most of your stuff off your PlayStation. I do. Yep. Uh, I'm watching Criminal Minds on it, which I have a bone to pick with Apple. By the way, um, no subtitles. Like I bought Criminal Minds, and it says it comes with subtitles, but the Apple TV app on PlayStation does not give you an option to turn subtitles on. You can customize the subtitles you want, but there's no option to turn them on. That's weird. You're, like, lagging behind there. I didn't hear what you said. I said that's really weird. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I've seen Criminal Minds before, so I can, like, understand what they're saying. But, like, if I was watching a new thing, subtitles, like, come on. And the reason I don't watch Colonel Mines on disc is because it only comes on DVD. Like, whereas if I'm watching it on <laughs> Apple TV, it's HD quality. Um, and, like, the Apple TV app has no subtitles. I know Greg Miller was ranting about HBO Max not having 4K on whatever device he was using to watch it before. So, which I think I'm was his PS4. I'm going to try it to do on PS5 and mm-hmm. see if it has 4K. Because yeah. Apple TV supports 4K. I have a copy of a Kingsman, the Secret Service in 4K uh, that I redeemed the digital code for on iTunes, and uh, that works in 4K. Gotta check it out. But I, I like PS5 having all the apps on it. Makes life easier to just be able to like, hey, one-stop shop. Go to my PS5. I can watch my Hulu. Mm-hmm. I can watch my Netflix. I can watch my HBO Max. I can watch Amazon Prime. Yeah. I have a Roku because PlayStation didn't always have those apps on it. There's also an app that I wanted to get on it, which while it's small, I think it's important. Xfinity has an app. It's not a thing here, so. That, yeah, I, know it's, I know it's a Comcast thing, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I, I have Plex. I have uh, Twitch. Got YouTube. Got Amazon Prime. Uh, there's Brave TV, which I don't have a subscription for, but I have it installed because I'll probably get one at some point. Because like some of the Crave TV originals are great, like Letter Kenny is pretty funny. Um, but like, you know, I've got Disney Plus, I've got uh, Amazon Prime, I've got Netflix, uh, Apple TV, YouTube, Plex, uh, Twitch, like all that stuff is there. But there's no HBO Max, there's no Hulu. Uh, that stuff just isn't here. Um, and, uh, that's probably due to, like, Canadian content restrictions. It's so dumb. Like, it's... Yeah. I, I will say this. This all digital, all f- digital future, that they say it's gonna be cheaper than cable, kind of not cheaper than no, cable. No, <laughs> I mean, Peacock just launched, and the fun story with that is you can watch up to season three of The Office for for, like, your subscription cost for Peacock, but if you want to watch past season three, you need to pay an additional charge. 
Nah. That sounds trash. Yep. Yeah. I think that <laughs> I don't I don't even know how to describe this. They, these the all these services that you gotta buy to watch shows you wanna watch is getting out of hand. I mean that's the best way to describe it. I mean it's, uh, it's becoming too much. Um like these companies wonder why subscriptions are dropping and piracy is rising. It's because, you know, the cord cutters wanted to cut cable, but now with all these services, it's like paying for cable again. <laughs> yeah, I end up getting back cable because cable is actually cheaper. And cable actually comes with a lot of these things. Like, if you have Comcast, you have Peacock. Yeah. You have a lot of those other services anyway. So it's like, but what the freaking point is? I might well, like Comcast, while it's very high, I'm paying, I think I pay almost $200 a month for Comcast. High speed internet. When I say high speed, I get a thousand unlimited internet and a thousand download speed or whatnot. Yeah. And I get cable. But with my cable, I also get like Peacock and stuff like that. All those little ancillary side apps. Yeah. So that people pay so money for. So for our cable here, I have cable because my mom likes it. Um, uh, it's like two hundred bucks, and we have uh unlimited internet, a thousand down, thirty up, because that's the highest our upload speed goes here. It's so mismatched. It's wild. Um. I've got like thirty-five channels for my mom and home phone for like two hundred bucks because she doesn't have yeah. a cell phone. She literally breaks technology. And the thing about that is, most cable providers, if you have the cable provider, whatever channel has an app, you get that app for free. Yeah, I know. You just need to use what? your cable what? login, but a lot of those apps aren't on. Um, aren't on PlayStation, like CTV, which is CTV All Access uh, or the CTV app. That's not here. It's only available on mobile. Um, Cartoon Network's a good one, a big one that should be on there. Cartoon Network doesn't have an app in Canada. Um, Oh, that sucks. That app is great. We don't have Cartoon Network as a channel anyways because I don't watch cable. Uh, Like... The fun story is I paid for a cable box, but it doesn't work. Like, so I have cable in my room, but it doesn't work. So I pay for a box that just doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Anyways, point being is like, but like, if I go onto like Apple TV, right? Because I have Apple TV and I have Apple TV plus free until like February because last year I bought a new phone. So, um, essentially, uh, I can get, like, some of that stuff. Like, CBS All Access is is an app I can get on Apple TV. Like, as a bonus channel. But, for you. no, I have to pay for it, which you, like, I don't know if, it, like, the way that works is I don't know if I'd be able to just sign in through my cable package, you know? Because usually you're just adding a channel, right? I could add, like, Nickelodeon there or whatnot, or Mubi, M-U-B-I, I don't know if you've heard of that one. Mubi, yes, I've heard of yeah. that one. Uh, you know, or, like, through Amazon Prime, I have Shudder, because Shudder doesn't have its own app here. Yeah. Well, I know CBS All Access, if you have cable, you get that for free as well. Mm-hmm. You just sign up with your provider, so you get CBS All Access. I, like, before I didn't have cable, so I already was paying for CBS All Access. Because my kids like SpongeBob and it has all the episodes of SpongeBob on yeah. it. Yeah. 
I mean, Nick uh, Nick Plus has Danny Phantom on it, which I love. So, yeah, it also has Danny Phantom on CBS All Access too. So that makes it a lot easier for them. But yeah, I I think we're getting carried. No, I mean it's a good conversation because like there's it's an accessibility issue, right? Like especially the Apple thing I brought up. Like you 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 tell me I can turn subtitles on, but I go looking for the option to turn them on. I can't. Yeah, that's a big problem. Yeah. Especially if you're going to watch certain movies like I couldn't, certain movies I just wouldn't be able to watch because of that. I couldn't watch Parasite on Apple TV. No subtitles. Yeah, uh, that's what I was thinking about. That's the exact movie I was thinking about. Uh, Your your, your son messaged me about that the other day because he had to do a report on it. Yes, he did. My (laughs) son, I don't know why he did this, but, um, he takes, he's in homeschool, and they have, like, I forgot. Electives. He goes to. Yeah, yeah. He picked, like, film school for it. Mm-hmm. So he has to write reports on certain movies and things like that. And he realizes that it's a lot more hard than he thought it would be. <laughs> he uh, he also like, got upset because they removed Spider-Verse from the list. Yeah, I thought. I, I figured they would do that. Because when, when he told me the list, he said Spider-Verse, like, oh, that sounds too easy. Like yeah. I, can, I can write a report about Spider-Verse off my head. Yeah. Without having to watch it again. And then they're like, yeah, they move, remove Spider-Verse. Like, yeah, that sounds accurate. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, let's get to the final topic of the show. The, what a main topic itself. I wanted to do something positive. Because, you know, a lot of these topics that we have is usually us talking about things, the places you did or places you didn't do or this or that. What do you think about this? For the close of the year, I felt like, especially since Dev is not here and 2020 has been such a crappy year, I just want to talk about what's your favorite moments in gaming this year. And what I meant by that was, in general, whether it's a moment where you were playing video games, a moment you had in a game, a multiplayer, anything about gaming that made you happy this year. Let's talk about that. So let's get what you thought with you first. Uh, Gotham Knights allowing you to play as Batgirl. It's uh, really cool. Uh, that, that made me excited, right? Because, like, Arkham games are great. Uh, but being able to play as the Bat family is even is even cooler because, arguably, they're better than Batman. That is actually, yeah, I agree with that moment. That moment was pretty cool seeing that you could play with Nightwing because I love Nightwing. Yeah, I like Nightwing, too. I love Batgirl. That was pretty cool. That's a great moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Suicide Squad is, yeah. Like, I'm so tired of the evil Superman troop. So tired of it. Like, <sighs> it's gonna be a thing. It doesn't need to be. I, I've always said the best Superman stories are the ones that don't make him feel invincible and unstoppable. I mean, he's not though. Like, like even in regular stories. But that's what the the trope is about Superman. He's always seems like somebody who's either just completely unbeatable, or Somebody who's easily corruptible. Like, Injustice kind of made that a thing. Like, hey, Superman can turn bad at drop of a dime. No, that kind of, like, just makes Superman... Th- this is a whole other argument we'll get into at another point. Yeah, let's get into positive stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, But no, like... Uh, we don't continually need, like, evil Superman. Like, stop. Just yeah. stop it. You've kind of taken it beating the horse, dragged the horse out into the middle of a public square, and then continued to beat the horse. Like, stop. 
Yeah, also, I think Evil Batman sounds a lot more interesting to me, honestly speaking. I mean, yeah, but that game takes place after the events of Arkham Knight, so yeah. Batman's dead. Yeah, I, think, I think, yeah, Evil Batman to me sounds far more interesting than Evil Superman because Batman is just a regular guy, and it kind of feels like, hmm, I wonder how bad Batman could mess. Like, I'll give you a perfect example of that since we, since we brought up the topic. The whole, what is it called? Shoot. Tower of Babel? No, not, it's not a Batman story. I was talking about in terms of Captain America, where Captain America apparently was bad. Oh, that whole story. Secret, Secret Empire. Yeah, that whole story immediately got retconned, by the way, because he got flack for that. Yeah. yeah. I, the story, if you read the story, the story is great. And I'll tell you why it's great, because evil Captain America was awesome because he did the same thing as regular Captain America did, but he did it in a nefarious way. Like, he inspired, like, people to side with him who wouldn't side with him, <laughs> but because it was Captain America and because of the way he talks about things, like, he got, like, for example, good example there's the Punisher. He said, um, he got the Punisher to side with him because He's like, you know what? We'll, we can figure out a way because of the Tesseract. This is a small story. Spoilers. We'll bring back your family. But I was like, that makes sense. And I found this, I, th- I find it more endearing when you have a character who just isn't omnipotent and all-powerful like a Batman. Like somebody of that character. Somebody like, um, trying to think of DC characters like that. That don't seem like they're overpowered, just taking over the world or something like that. And it being believable. Like Lex Luthor, for example. I mean... Lex Luthor, for a particular person, is just a regular guy. I mean, a billionaire regular guy. Yes. But him taking over the world is way more enticing to me than let's have Superman as a bad guy and do it. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think was a cool moment in games? <laughs> um, Final Fantasy VII. And I'll tell you why. Because it actually lived up to the hype. And it looked like all the trailers of the game looked. In terms of like, you know, they kept showing all these trailers of all these cool fight scenes and stuff like that. And the first thing you couldn't imagine, like, no way this game looks like that. And then you play the game. Yes, the game looks exactly like yeah. that. And it plays like that. It, it kind of played like me and Dev had the conversation earlier this year. The how it plays like we remember it as kids. Now, if you play that set, if you play original Final Fantasy VII, now you're like, yeah, this doesn't look that great. <laughs> Just, but the memories, the game kind of encapsulated the memories of what we had of that game. And I loved it. Like, the fact that it got Aerith so right. Like, it made her endearing. It made Tifa feel like a badass. It made Barrett not feel so stereotypical. He was comical at times, but he didn't feel... I mean, like you, you know Barrett better than I do, but I played up to, like, Chapter 5. Barrett was stereotypical the whole way through. Oh, he was, he was far worse in the, in the old version of the game. So, but, yeah, I, I loved it. I, I felt it was awesome. It's a, literally a game that I played straight through. And I can't say that about a lot of games that I just sit down and play it till I beat it. But Final Fantasy VII was one of those games I did that with. So was The Last of Us, right? 
So yeah, we yeah that's a that's another one I think I did that with as mm-hmm. well. I'm assuming you did because we were trying to be like week to week with our spoiler cast. So I, I will say this about The Last of Us though: it was a lot harder to do the, it with that one, yeah, as opposed to Final Fantasy because of what we talked about before, mm-hmm. especially that middle part where it kind of drags with the other character. So like, mm. it, that made it a little bit more harder. Whereas Final Fantasy Seven, I just kind of ran through and I had a blast doing it. Um. The Alan Wake DLC for Control this year. So uh, it was that it was that good. Yes, uh, especially the ending. It literally tells you exactly what Remedy's next project is. I can't wait to play that. That's that's the reason why I bought the Ultimate Edition, by the way, because I wanted to try it and experience it in 4K and the best way I can. Because I played it on PS4, I was having a good time with it. I got away from it, then I got back to the game like, I don't know what the hell am I doing at all. Yeah. So when I when I felt like I saw the ultimate disc come out, I saw it for fifteen, I was like, let me just get this and start back over. Because see, like so the foundation also came out this year. Um and the foundation was alright. You know. Uh it it uh yeah, yeah, I know, right? Um huh. It literally changes, like, the Alan Wake DLC changes the way you have to play the game um, for that time. Um, you remember the flashlight mechanic from uh, Alan Wake? Yeah, you need to play like that with the Alan Wake DLC. Um, and you get flashes of Alan and stuff like that. It's very cool. I can't say much about that DLC without spoiling it. Um... But it sets up something very cool. Tells you pretty much what, what one of Remedy's next projects is going to be. Because um, obviously they've got a couple in development now that they've partnered with Epic Games. Um, which is probably a better deal for them than the 505 thing. Because man, did they get raked over the coals with the whole, hey, to get a next free next-gen upgrade, you have to buy the game again. Um, yeah, that was crap. But... The Alan Wake DLC is definitely a cool moment in, in gaming this year. Yeah. I have another one, and it's personal, but I think it, it fits this topic. Watching my son beat games, like in terms of like The Last of Us and Left Behind and hearing his response to those games because he's at that age where he can play those games and enjoy it and have the same experiences that I've had with the games. Mm-hmm. And just hearing him talk about it and like, hey, I can't wait to play part two. And I'm like, I don't know about that one, champ. And then, you know, things like that. Just having that experience and having that conversation with him with certain games, like him playing and beating mm-hmm. Spider-Man and him beating Miles Morales and things like that and get watching his excitement. Reminds me of when I was a kid and used to play those type of games and get excited when I beat it and find out, hear these cool stories and watching him go talk to his friends, or even talk to you for that matter, who who's his friend, about these games. Yeah. He, uh... He, I try to message as frequently as I can. Like, like I said, like sometimes I just don't have the time. Like I'll be at work and I can't message him back. But like I'll get back to him as quick as I can. Um, you know, it's cool to talk to him about stuff. Like he, you know, so yeah, I think you're lagging again. I, think, I didn't hear any of that. Yeah, I, I feel like that. It's just fun watching him grow up and get in the mm-hmm. games, become his own man, and finding his taste in video games. Even if it is Fortnite. I mean, you know, 
He's having fun. That's what matters. Yeah. Uh, so you give me another one. <laughs> um, I don't know. Did he play Last of Us Part Two or just the first one? He just played the first one and left behind. Okay. And he's asked for the second one for Christmas. We'll see about that one. <laughs> um, hopefully it doesn't. It, it, it. I don't know if he's getting it or not. I got no inside information. Do not take that as confirmation, Delvin Jr. Uh, <laughs> if, if see our conversation about Cyberpunk last week. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's why I'm kind of I'm kind of leery about. Um. <laughs> If he even if he does get it though, hopefully it doesn't turn his PS4 into a jet engine. Because yeah. he's on a base, he's on a base PS4, right? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. There's lots of stuff this year. Like, like I said, like Gotham Knights was cool. Um, the ARG over the week wasn't though. Like that was so annoying. Like. Over the past year, sorry, the whole ARG of like, here's another Batman tease. It was so, <laughs> was it was so, so annoying. Like it was the worst kept stupid. secret in gaming, and then finally they were just like, here you go. Um, I think it was cool that we got two announcements and pretending to Batman. Sure, but Rock or that DC Rocksteady's game still being two years out is wild. Um, what else? You know, we got the reveal of the. Wi-Fi router. <laughs> the, the PS5 Wi-Fi router. That was pretty and cool. They kept that down to the last moment, though, for revealing that. That was annoying. Um, You know. I'm going to I'm gonna say a hot take. The digital one looks better than the... Yes, it does. One with the did you drive. see that... Uh, I did you see... <laughs> I forget which PlayStation head it was. Like, I didn't actually read the article. But they have theirs upside down. No, the disk based drive, they have it upside down. It's on top. Why? I don't <laughs> so know. Uh, um, I don't I'm assuming they're an all digital user. <laughs> like, if it's upside down, because I wouldn't want to put a Blu ray or game in uh, upside down in this thing. Um, this thing at yeah. all. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it was cool to have the consoles launch, especially in a pandemic. It was a hassle for sure. Um, you know, like a couple of YouTubers I follow still are struggling to get one. Like, yeah, yeah. and more are coming out soon. So keep checking out. Keep I know PlayStation had a queue yesterday at Direct. Yeah, so, yeah. definitely keep checking your Wario sixty fours and who else knows cheap ass gamers and yeah. things like that. If you're still looking for consoles, you probably won't get it by Christmas. No, uh, but you can probably get a little bit. You're looking at January now for sure, because uh, I don't know about the states, but I know that like delivery here for stuff stops Tuesday night. Uh, I'm pretty sure, and then resumes on fun. Monday after Christmas. I feel like because we don't we don't have mail delivery on Saturdays here. So we do only in the holiday season. But like I said, it depends on the thing. Yeah. So I don't know. So what, what I'm trying to think what else in 2020. In I mean, this year was a crapshoot. So it's hard to remember everything. Yeah. But ga- gaming was so good. Like they were like Ghost of Tsushima. Yep. was an excellent game that came out beautifully. I feel like people kind of 
thought that the game wasn't going to do well because it was coming out so close to The Last of Us. I mean, they were completely different out, games, so. Yeah, but it turns out that pe- a lot of people like Ghost of Tsushima more than like The Last of Us. I think that's a uh, that's evident by what it when the People's Choice Award. Yeah, game of the uh, it also won like People's Choice on another site, but I forget which one. Yeah, but I think it's a great game. It's beautiful. It's cool. Man, this has been. If you look at the games that came out this year, this has been a great video game year. Like in general, like we got a Spider Man game, yeah. we got a Last of Us too. Yeah, we got a, got a Ghost of Tsushima. I mean, you brought Fortnite up earlier, but like the Marvel season. Now they've got the Bounty Hunter season with the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda in uh, in yeah in it's Fortnite. It's crazy to think that F- Fortnite did a j- better job with Marvel than the actual Avengers game. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, you've also got Master Chief and Kratos in there now. Yeah, Fortnite is kind of taking over everything. Yeah. I'm all for- Fortnite is getting to that point of Smash levels. Where you're just gonna, and it might be, in terms of roster, it might get to the point where it's better than Smash's roster in terms of. I mean, I'd argue it's it has, already like that. They've added so many characters. You can be Batman in there. You can be. You can have Batman versus Captain America yeah. in Fortnite. I mean, it's still weird don't, to see Batman with a gun, but like. And don't kill me, Nintendo fans. I'm just talking about in terms of roster. Smash Brothers roster has the greatest of Nintendo characters. And characters ancillary to that, while Fortnite is getting a roster of Marvel, basically all the properties that you love. So he, I think here's awesome. a question for you: What's the over under on seeing Cloud or Sephiroth in Fortnite? Oh, I don't know. I mean, they've got to do Final Fantasy at some point, right? Yeah, I think if you do Final Fantasy, it would be those characters. Probably. I, I mean, know. they're like the most iconic. Like I, I, I don't know how. Like I'm the odd one out. I love lightning, but like, I do too. But like, I I wouldn't call lightning iconic. People don't talk about lightning enough. I like I like lightning a lot. I feel like Final Fantasy 13 is a great game, but people don't like it because of the first half. Yeah, that's all people talk about. But yeah, if you're gonna put them in the game, I would say those are the two characters you go with: Cloud and Sephiroth. But I wonder how that would work. Like, when they just not carry guns? They just walk around with the big swords? Yeah, it's... Maybe. It's weird. Um, but then again, Kratos is in the yeah, game. Yeah, so. and also there's rumors of other characters from Sony and PlayStation making the jump, too. Um, in that Kratos tease, there's what looks like Ellie's backpack and hair in there as well. So, who knows? Fortnite is just... An unstoppable force that's... I mean, they added a Daryl Dixon and Michonne from The Walking Dead this week. Yeah, and that, and that goes back to our earlier point. Like, Fortnite has every character you can think of. Yeah. Like, The Mandalorian, <laughs> Walking Dead... They don't have Marvel, Superman. That DC. one's weird to me. Yeah. That that would be cool. I don't know how you do Superman. I mean, they've the got... Game. I guess I mean, just, just They're all skin. just skins anyways. The Marvel's yeah. thing was a different thing where like they had a Marvel season, so like, yeah, you could use Wolverine's claws, but they were a power pickup you'd pick up like as an item. So yeah. Yeah. Any other big moments you can think of for twenty twenty in terms of gaming that you just enjoyed? Mm. I have another one. 
and it's not big. Well, I guess it is kind of big. I wouldn't say I enjoyed this, but the hilarity hilarity of it is uh, the reveal that Gods and Monsters changed its name to Immortals Phoenix Rising. <laughs> yeah, that was delightful. Um, and al- also the, the delightful <laughs> reasoning of like, hey, they were taken to court by Monster Energy. <laughs> That was ridiculous. The what I was gonna say is um the fact that we didn't get E three, but we got the Game Awards. Yeah, and the Game Awards kind of felt that void. I mean, we also Whether got like the Game Awards. Or not. We also got Summer of Gaming. Um, oh, uh, Tony Hawk coming back this year was cool. Yeah, that was yeah. really cool. Um, there's been a lot of fun moments this year. Game Awards, I, I, I will add into that because I, I think we said on the last show the, the awards itself kind of became a secondary yeah. thing. And the whole thing was like, hey, we're announcing all these cool games that are coming out. And it kind of felt like E3 in a year where we didn't get an E3. So it kind of meant more to me. I don't know if it, I can speak for everybody else, but it meant more to me to have that moment than any other year. Because like I said, like this year, we didn't really get that. Even the, like the Nintendo Directs or the PlayStation things, they were cool, but they weren't the Game Awards. Like, hey, this is coming out. This is this cool trail. This is this cool event that's celebrating gaming. I felt like the Game Awards was just that, and I thought it was awesome. <coughs> yeah. Um, and if we're not going to get E3 back, I'm fine with the Game Awards uh, just being that one event we have. I mean, we're probably going to get, like, kind of like this year. But, you know, we'll we'll just get, like, long, hour-long presentations from, like, Sony and Microsoft, and then smaller presentations from, um, from other companies like Square or Ubisoft or whatnot, so. I think so. Nintendo Direct style. Although, less frustrating than Nintendo Directs, uh, according to, like, Nintendo Shack people. <laughs> yeah. Nintendo Directs are weird. Did you see... I don't know they had saw, one the other one... day that was, like, no games in an amusement park? It was just Super Nintendo Land, Yeah. Which I will say to this day and age, why did they just not call it Super Mario World? Because there's literally no Nintendo stuff in it at it's all. It's all Mario. It's literally just, yeah. Mario. it's just Mario World. It looks awesome. I mean, sure, but it's only in Japan, so you're not well, getting... That was the, what the director you're, is. You're, it's, gonna be, they're, they're, it's coming to the States. Okay, but you're not getting over to Japan because it's going to take years to build Super Mario World or Super Nintendo yeah. Land in the, the States. You're not getting to Japan until 2022 at the earliest. Yeah, so... But it looks cool. It looks really cool. It looks fun. We're not getting any time soon here. Like you said, maybe 2022, 2024. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it looks really cool. I'm excited for it. I'm happy that gaming has gotten to that point. I guess this is a positive. Another positive. Gaming has gotten to that point where you can do a gaming theme park. Oh. Also, I and everybody just. I, I, I want to laugh. Like th- this is supposed to be an upbeat, heartfelt. Worst game of the year: Fast and Furious Crossroads. From what I played, I have it. What I played, play I liked it. It's stupid. The story is it fine. Is the gameplay stupid. is garbage. The gameplay is just ridiculous. Oh, it it's looks like, like a PS2 cars. game. Yeah, you can hit cars and it will flip over. Like the physics are just ridiculous, but. But what what I was playing over, I was enjoying it. I just stopped playing it because other stuff came. Yeah, out. um, I don't know. Um, Doom Eternal. That's pretty fun. Yeah, they kind of doubled down game. on their platforming. 
Donnie loves that game. Yeah, it's great. I still need to finish it. I even bought like the deluxe edition. I so like I have access to the DLC. I just haven't finished the base game to even touch the DLC. It's it's a great game. It's I have it. It's fun. Traversal. Uh it's good. It's doom. The hall is reveal that long art drawing. Yeah, that was pretty mm-hmm. cool. War Viking Lady seems awesome. I can't wait to play it for Christmas. Yeah. Uh which one which system did you get that on? I wanna say PS5. Okay. They just added more haptic feedback and stuff to the game, so there's tension in the bow now uh, when you draw, so yeah, I can't. I can't wait to play it. It's super. Uh, it looks great. Immortals is good, like really good. I'm gonna have a fun Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I gotta say about that. Because uh, I have, I think I did it right. I have a lot of games to play for Christmas now. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's so much this year. It's really hard to remember. I, th- I think that's the good thing about this year. And if you wanted to just kind of like high from all the realities of the world, gaming has kind of been that outlet. Like, hey, I'm going to turn off this media, this news stuff. I'm going to turn off Twitter, and I'm just going to tuck myself away in these video games. And I think any other year, I'll be like, maybe you should go outside and get some fresh air. This year, I'm kind of like, yeah, maybe it's safer just to stay inside and play some games. Yeah. Any other things you want to bring up for 2020? Um. I don't know. There's the ending of Crisis on Infinite Earths. Oh, that was cool. Yeah, yeah. that was that was amazing. Just the seeing Brandon Ralph. Yeah, Superman, Superman again. Superman like he he got see. an actual chance to play a good Superman. Uh, and he like it. Superman Returns is all right, but like it's three hours long. Like, and it's boring. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's not what we want to see Superman do. I mean, like see, you see Superman do some cool stuff. There's that bullet in the eye shot that got like parodied on so hard in like every parody movie for years after. But like that shot was cool. There's like you know the why does the world need Superman subplot? But like that stuff's cool. But really, like in and that five part like mini, like a big crossover event, you know, we got the connection of Titans to the Arrowverse, Lucifer connected to the Arrowverse, like all that stuff is so cool. Uh, granted, they're kind of throwing that down the drain with the way the I, I was just gonna say that, that like- Flash season is going, which is so stupid. Um, but I think they're doing it for a reason. Um, which I'll talk to you about off air because. Uh, theories um but you know just that that conclusion like seeing him get to be a superman like hope is the light that carries us through the darkness like that's such a good statement um and stuff like that uh kevin conroy got to play a live action bruce wayne like he wasn't really batman but like he got to be a live action bruce wayne um you know um the weird thing is, like, two months after that, Ruby Rose quit, like, but yeah. then they completely <laughs> recast Bat Batwoman, and she, se- like, the new actress seems really cool. Um, I- I'm gonna say this, and this sounds kind of mean, but it's true. It seems like after that Crisis of Infinite Earth, things just kind of start falling apart. <laughs> like, 
It's weird. The Ruby Rose thing, they rebounded from that, it seems like, but they're like, hey, Black Lightning, the show you love, we're going to cancel uh, No, like, that's gonna be there's a reason for that, but I'll talk to you about that off air because fuck, there's a big reason that trigger canceled, which is not good. That show deserved to be on the air, but, uh, <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, it seems like a... It seems like there's a lot of stuff going on over there. I mean, I, it's a uh, behind-the-scenes thing, because trust me, people are not yeah. happy about the Supernatural ending either. Um, also, we didn't even mention it. Flash meeting the Flash. Yeah. That was cool. That was really cool. It was, but again, they've kind of pissed that down the drain. I'll talk to you about it off air. Uh, let me just be like equivocally clear. I love the Arrowverse. Sometimes they make dumb decisions. For example, for those who don't watch the Arrowverse uh, at all, uh, after Crisis on Infinite Earths, they've acted as if no other Earth survived. Which, spoiler alert, every other Earth is back. Just instead of having Supergirl on a different Earth and Black Lightning on a different Earth, they're all on one Earth now so that crossovers are easier. Although, not really, because Batwoman films in Chicago, I'm pretty sure. So, um... But anyways, um, like it's it's much easier for them to do crossovers this way. But then COVID happened, right? So that killed. That. Yeah, uh, not really. They're gonna do smaller ones after the break or whatnot. I don't know if you saw. Um, David Ramsey's coming back as John Diggle on like all the all the shows this year, like all of them. And he's gonna have a special role on Legends of Tomorrow, which I hope is Green Lantern related, based on the way the Arrow finale ended. Um. But uh, they've essentially just stated that like Barry's losing his speed because the speed force doesn't exist anymore, and it because the all the other Earths are gone. And it's like, but they're not gone. Like I uh, yeah. I I think they're <laughs> yeah, doing this, this to bring Nora back uh, from season five. So oh boy, well we'll see. It's weird. All right, <laughs> let's close out the show before we just turn this to a Arrowverse podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you guys so that's gonna do it for what this is episode 65 yes of the PlayStation Experience we hope you enjoyed yourself please feel free to holler at us and give us a follow over at the Twitters at PlayStation XP stop by the blog at psvg.blog or the discord at psvg dot blog slash discord and join us for our foolishness over there last but certainly not least We'd like to invite you to be a part of our Patreon over at patreon.com slash PSVG. You can join us for our content over there, including shows like Strong Style and what is it called? I can't remember the name of that show all the time. Uh, the Uncensored PSVG Oh, DLC. DLC. Oh, I can't remember that. Check out DLC because DLC has a lot of great. Yeah. It's worth $3 alone just for that. I mean, I just did an episode of there with Donnie uh, talking about what it's like to be trans. Like, that episode's like three hours long. Um, you know. Strong Style just came out, which is great. If you like wrestling, that's all. Um, Another podcast in itself, which is fun. Decade of Horror just finished, but like, when that was airing, you got it early. Yeah, I feel like the PSVG Patreon is kind of like PSVG itself is just gaming for the most part. The Patreon just touches on everything, mm-hmm. just life in general. So if you want to know more about the people that you follow and love on these podcasts, check out the Patreon. It's only $3. 
And with that in mind, I'd like to give a special thank you to our producers, Edwin Callow, Barry Cathcart, John Bonesawberbone, Chris McElvitt, Devin Tyus, Kyle Heyman, Paul Calico, Michael, Michael Messick, Zach Bradshaw, Nick Farhaber, Rob Emanuel, Rude Day 93, Ben Moxham, and Grouchy Surge. Thank you for joining us on this journey that is PSVG. And with that in mind, let people know where to follow you at Halo. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Shepard Zarel. Um, you can find me on your game platform of choice at Haley Zarel. Uh, you can follow me at twitch.tv slash Haley Zarel. Um, I was streaming Cyberpunk, and then the game kind of ruined that with, like, its consistent nudity, which apparently Twitch yeah. isn't banning people for, but I didn't want to take that risk, so I'll figure something else out to stream in there. Um, and if you want to see my shenanigans over on Tumblr, you can follow me at haleysarell.tumblr.com. Uh, again, apparently Twitch is not banning a lot of stuff. <laughs> I'll uh, <laughs> I'll mention it again here. The only reason my Twitter handle is different is because I got banned for using a joke from a movie that had the word "kill" in it because Twitter's filters are ridiculous. Yes, very much so. So you can find me on Twitter at Devil underscore Cox. Check out the Devil Cox Experience anywhere you get podcasts. Any final thoughts before we go, Haley? You know, let's hope 2021 is better. Yeah, I I hope it's going to be better. Happy holidays to everybody. Be nice to your fellow man slash woman in general. Let's just be good people this year. Let's start 2021 on a good note. Find love. Be loving to each other. Be respectful to each other. And be better. That's the best thing I can say. That's way I can say it. And with that, long live play. PlayStation.